Welcome to the HP Wide Format Print Lab, Graphic Designer Edition. This is your hub for innovation in large format print technology, where you can find meaningful print solution interviews, useful tips and strategies to streamline and increase your productivity for your print business and your customers. Let's get started with this print journey and see how big ideas and big prints come to life with an HP DesignJet printer. Now here are your hosts, the HP print experts, Mindy Fink and Eddie Anderson. Welcome back to our HP Wide Format Print Lab. I'm your host, Mindy Fink from HP. In the past few podcasts, we talked a lot about features that are built into the HP DesignJet printers and some of the advanced solutions that can help improve your productivity or business tracking intelligence. Well, we have a lot more to talk about today. Yes, there are so many features available. And as life becomes more complex, the large format HP printing experience seems to become easier. Today, we are going to discuss color management features that are built into the Z-Series HP DesignJet printers. We will go over how to create and manage an ICC color profile on our Z-Series printer, how to match a specific color, learn about the built-on board spectrophotometer, the offline spectrophotometers, Pantone, Pantone emulation, spot colors, and much, much more. So what else is new? In previous podcasts, we discussed the HP Application Center and all of the free pre-designed files that are available to you. Well, today we now have pre-designed files for schools, K-12, directional signage, and health and safety files. For example, some of the files like cough in your elbow, wash your hands here, child drop-off station, etc., are all included and ready for you to take. If you are in need of files for your school, please check out hpapplicationcenter.com to see the plethora of files that are easily available for you today. They are all free. Joining us today is our HP expert and photographer at heart, Eddie Anderson. Hey, Mindy. Thank you for that intro. Today's podcast is about something that is really in my wheelhouse, and I am very excited to talk about color management. It's huge in our DesignJet Z line of printers, and I'm excited to tell everybody why. Well, thank you, Eddie. We also have a very special guest and photographer at heart joining us, Ken Nguyen. Ken has a ton of color experience and is always comparing color data to get the best color output. Welcome, Ken. Hey, Mindy. Hey, Eddie. Hey, thanks for the opportunity to join you guys and geek out about Z-series printers and color management. Um, I'm a fan of the podcasts and uh, you know that you guys are producing and pretty excited and rather flattered to actually be part of today's conversation. Cool. Thanks, Ian. Yeah, we are definitely very glad to have you on this podcast with us to share your color experience. So guys, let's begin discussing how to manage color using a Z-Series design jet. How can we make sure the HP Blue logo is truly HP Blue consistently? What exactly is an ICC color profile? And how do we create and manage an ICC color profile using the Z-Series printers? Ooh, uh, those are really great <laughs> questions to kind of get us jump-started right into it. So um, I'll try to unpack a few of those from a sales and customer perspective, but uh, I'll probably defer to Eddie for more of the how and the why technicalities, if that's all right, Eddie. You um, bet. Yeah, so, so Mindy, first off, regarding HP Blue or you know, any brand-specific color for that matter, I'd like to emphasize that it's not just about the color consistency, as you mentioned, but also color accuracy, right? Because it's every bit as important to match the branding color as it is to reproduce it consistently from print to print, whether that's at different points in time 
or from printer to printer. So, um, Eddie, do, do you mind breaking down the ICC profile components and its importance? Oh, absolutely. And I will be happy to. And I'll do it at a high level. Uh, there's just so much to learn about this. People, you know, go to college to learn the level of color management that there's out there. And we'll just do a, we'll do the quick flyby as much as we can fit in a podcast. And here's how the whole thing works. So, ICC is short for International Color Consortium. It's a nonprofit agency that's been around since 1994 when things started to become digital. More and more people in the printing industry have been retiring their analog machines, printers along with that, and been replacing them with digital printers. Color management, especially between devices, became more feasible. It became more complex and in different ways more simplified at the same time as what it sounds. And everyone in the industry... They've been trying to standardize color with these new digital color devices. We're talking about monitors, digital cameras, and printers. And the most popularly adopted system is the ICC Profile. As a matter of fact, in 2005, ICC Profiles were approved as an industry ISO standard. Basically, it's a color map. It's a way to be able to digitally chart color output from a device. The great thing about it is now it's a standardized procedure and you can run calibrations and adjustments and have them digitally recorded in this profile or, or a chart, whatever you want to call it. You can take this digital copy, the ICC profile, and export it to other devices or applications so you can predict the color output more accurately from your device. Now, there are many ways people use ICC profiles like matching color outputs from different devices or to standardize a whole fleet of machines for color consistency. There's so many different ways of doing it. There's not a specific way. There's graphic designers who have never even used a printer, but they'll pull the ICC profiles from the printers that they know they're going to run these jobs from and import them into a software like Adobe Photoshop. So they know what their work will look like when it actually gets printed or how it's going to be seen on a monitor. Now, our design jets, they have factory ICC profiles embedded in them, uh, made by our engineers in Barcelona. This goes with our entire portfolio of design jets. The great thing about this is you can log into any of our design jets and actually export the ICC profiles. So thinking about that, um, I have a question for you guys. What is your favorite design jet that we have today? Uh, I'm a Z9 fanboy. <laughs> Sounds like <laughs> Z9 from Mini 2. <laughs> yeah, that, that kind of seems the popular one. Yeah, everybody loves the Z9. It's actually my favorite too. Uh, and I can go on and on about that. It's considered one of our premium models. As a matter of fact, on our premium models, we brought it up a notch for customers by embedding a spectrophotometer in the machine. We have a color control system that is much different from our competition with a built-in spectrophotometer. The one that we use is even the most popularly used in color calibration. We have OEM'd the X-Rite i1 spectrophotometer. And here's where it's different than competition. It's an automatic closed-loop system for creating ICC profiles. And that's, that is the key selling point on this machine is it's automated. If you have a premium printer like the DesignJet C9 Plus, a spectrophotometer comes standard with them. They just they're built on board. 
Uh, you can't add them later down the road. So make sure if that's what you want, make sure you get one of those premium models. It works with our free and easy to use uh, HP DesignJet utility software. And from that software, you can import and export the ICC profiles that are embedded inside the machine. And you can build even paper profiles. So if you have a funky kind of paper that you want to use um, or something that's just outside of the norm, you can build them up in here. And on our premium printers, like the beloved Z9 Plus, this is where you go to create custom ICC profiles. You simply start up the DesignJet utility and you choose the profile paper tab. And you have three options there. You can either print the big 512 patch pattern. You can have the printer read that pre-printed pattern at any time down the road. You can do it now, you can do it weeks later, you can do it years later. Or you can do it in all in one swoop where you print and read it right there in one click. When you do that, our DesignJet Z9 will print the pattern. It'll pause and stabilize or let in and kind of wait for a while and let the ink stabilize and dry. Then it'll bring it in and start to read the pattern. Most of the color critical companies will print this pattern and archive it. Then in weeks, months, sometimes years, they'll even bring it back out, stick it in the machine and run the calibration to bring their machines right back within the spec. So Mindy and Hen, the price of having this in the machine is very nominal compared to what it costs to purchase an off-site profiling system. Yeah, yeah. and that's uh, quite the <laughs> textbook answer there too, Eddie. I'm totally behind you on that. Um, and, and if I could add to that in the layman's term, I, I, technically, I generally break down the ICC profile as the color signature between a printer and a specific paper media. So basically the attainable color gamut between paper and printer combination, right? So you know, I'm, I'm a simpleton. I just like to try to keep it easy. And that's kind of <laughs> the way I generally well, break it down. I mean, you know me, I've, uh, this is the whole color stuff in the design jet. This is something I'm passionate about. So yeah, um, it, you ask me a little question and I will go overboard with it. <laughs> I love to share. So why do we need a color measurement instrument? Why can't we just measure color by looking at it with our eyes? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, so Mindy, the ICC profile is just one piece of the puzzle. Now, earlier asked, how do we make sure that when we print the HP logo, it comes out as HP Blue? There are many ways of getting there. It just depends on how close you want to get to match that HP Blue. There is a science to it, and I like to think it's kind of like golf. The goal is to get as close to the green, or in this case, HP Blue, as possible, and keep it under par, or keep it that color spot on. We strive to get every color as closely matched as possible. Now, in a printer, some colors are easy to hit the target, you know, without any issues. And some are just very challenging to do. And our products, we have the tools in our golf bag to help you with that. A company may have a specialist, like you'd ask, who has a degree or the talent in color management that's sitting on the company payroll. But that doesn't work for everyone because... That's That can be pricey, especially when you're just a small mom and pop shop. So let's say you have, quote, that person. But if they leave the company or their eyes age out, or even if they had a bad day, so can your color output. By using a measuring device like the DesignJet Spectrophotometer, it's always calibrated and never, and this 
has this never-changing white tile inside the machine, so it calibrates off of that. So even as the spectrophotometer ages out, like any device does, you can continually calibrate it, and it can be as consistent as the day you bought it, which is uh, more affordable than having that guy or that person. Now, our design jets, they use these three pillars of color management. There's mechanical adjustments, which a great thing about a design jet is they do them all fully automatic with the push of a button. Then there's the color calibration, which almost all modern day printers are capable of. And then after you do those two things, you slap on that ICC profile on the top and you get a finely tuned design jet printer that will print consistent, reliable output every single time. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, cheesy pun intended here, but spot on, Eddie, you know, what you've <laughs> laid out there. Yeah. It's what you and I being photographers, what we know as white balance, right? And why it's yep. so critical to get it correct in order to have the most accurate colors during that image capture capture phase. Um, you know, the, the wrong white or gray point can really screw up your image. It'll just drastically shift the colors all over the place. And so this can also be said with our eyes and our PC displays. You know, the, those two can easily get thrown out of calibration as a result. Um, so which takes us to Mindy's question about, you know, WYSIWYG, what you see is what you get and matching the print output with what is represented on the computer screen and um, the print output. So one of the most common frustration points is the mismatch between the finished print and what's represented on screen. You know, this always results in wasted print and the corresponding hard costs between the time and labor and the materials involved. Mm -hmm. So anytime this scenario occurs, the first question to always check is whether the monitors properly calibrated and if the design or the soft proof was uh, checked in the printer output color space, right? So going in and, and doing a soft proof visual representation before the job is being sent to the printer. That in itself will drastically help to manage the output expectations and, and help to ensure the parity between what's represented on screen and the final print output. So you know, unfortunately, people all too often jump to the, oh, it must be the printer, right? Uh, when the disconnect is actually yep. upstream, where it's either at the monitor or at the file and creation design stages. So, um, but yeah, Eddie, I'll let you get back to it. And Nick totally <laughs> jumped in on you there. Oh, you know, no worries. Um, and I couldn't have said it any better because you're right. People like to have consistent color match between printer and file and application and their monitor. But as you were saying, uh, one of those things can be off and they usually print on a pick on the printer first for many reasons to help control this inconsistency. There are softwares out there for that. Uh, these color control softwares, they'll make sure that your monitors are calibrated and your printer's calibrated. And it'll also ask you uh, for the latest ICC profiles from all those devices, export them, import them, and stick them in the color control software. So that helps out. But I, I know a few companies who calibrate everything every morning and then again in the evening to make up for environmental changes like it gets drier or humidity or the heat you know, changes at the end of the day or in the afternoon. And someone who, I also know people who just use the default settings and run a color calibration as they see a noticeable change in maybe a month or a year, or maybe their paper looks and feels a little different. So just for good luck, they'll run the calibration. And color management does not have a single path. And HP knows that. So we have supplied the tools within our printers to fit the needs of just how little or how much color control you want in your day-to-day -day printing life. That's great. So Eddie, what is Pantone and Pantone emulation? And how do I measure more than one color at a time? How do we get the best color gamut? 
Okay, I'm going to put on my nerd cap again and talk about that. So Pantone, it's a company that's been around since 1962. They've used this for old analog devices. The company is best known for its Pantone matching system. Uh, A lot of people may have heard uh, the PMS system. It's a proprietary color space. It's used in a lot of industries, mainly in graphics. That's us in HP printing, fashion, and product design. Um, It supports the management of colors from design to production. They help keep everything consistent. And how they do that is they have created these very thick, short little books. They're about one inch wide and a foot long, and they're two or three inches thick. And they're just full of very specific color patches, kind of like you see those color patches at the hardware store in the paint section. And they're printed or made on very specific medias, coated papers, glossy papers. There's even fabrics that they print them on. And they give them designated numbers. For instance, our HP logo, which is Pantone PMS640C. C's for coated paper, by the way. Now our design jets, we don't have spot colors in them. Just the primary colors, CMYK and maybe a couple others, but we use them all to mix to make colors. We don't have exact spot colors, but what we have to do is, what we have done is embedded the feature to emulate Pantone spot colors by mixing our colors to make them. And we're able to hit those targets in the high 90s percentage of all the colors in the Pantone swatchbook, at least in the libraries that we have embedded on the machines. And another cool thing is all of our PostScript printers, they have the Pantone swatchbooks built in them. There's six of them, uh, three coded and three uncoded swatchbooks. It works best for color-specific logos and solid color graphics, especially when you're trying to get a very specific target. That's great. So... What really is the difference between the onboard spectrophotometer that's built into the HP DesignJet versus having an offline spectrophotometer? Well, both of them have their benefits. There's pros and cons. Um, There's a lot more pros than having the inline one, in in my opinion, of course. But the onboard spectrophotometer on a DesignJet is made for creating ICC profiles very easy and automated. So with a push of a button, it will build you an ICC profile. This is wonderful. And it's a great automatic process because it lets the printer do all the manual alert work and frees you up so you can do other things, especially, you know, if you're in a production environment. It's a closed loop system. So which means no other systems can access it like a RIP or a color management system. Uh, but the benefit of it is it's automated and you get to see profiles. Uh, now, the benefit of the offline system, it's an open system. So RIPs and calibration softwares can access it. And the benefit of the offline system is it's open for all that. And... Uh, But the problem is with that is there's a lot of interventions that a user has to make, like loading the paper or or sometimes they have to manually read every single patch. And that could be a lot if you have a 512 color patch. And so it asks a lot from a user and it takes up a a lot of users time. Sometimes it could take over an hour and a half, a couple hours. Nonetheless, if you've already established a way of running your color managed workflow, you don't have to worry about that because our printers are compatible with most of the commonly used color systems out there, just like any other wide format. So you can take advantage of the automated system or you can take advantage of the manual system. Great point, Eddie. I've noticed this to be a huge time savings for our customers. I have customers telling me that it could take them, you know, up to maybe 20 minutes to create an ICC color profile using an HP DesignJet mm-hmm. versus over, like you said, an hour and a half 
using an external spectrophotometer. So Hin, I know you have quite a bit of experience trying other large format printers for photography. How does HP compare and why is that so important for you to have the built-in spectrophotometer? Yeah, so you know, I've had a chance to experiment and toy with quite a few and there's certainly a lot of options that are out there and can be a bit of a, a daunting task for our customers as they do their due diligence, researching the differentiators and trying to identify the best investment for them. Um, and you know, sadly, what happens commonly is you know, some of those customers, they'll generally default to some common misperceptions that are floating around out there. You know, some of the things that like, you know, so-and-so have the best color or such and such is an industry leader in image capture devices. So therefore, their printers must be a perfect pairing, right? So some of those misperceptions can, you know, set a bit of a you know, blind brand loyalty, and, and that results in kind of the customer selling short on their investment. So what I generally like to advise is customers to look beyond that and, and look at real-world benchmarks in color performance, color management features, and TCO. Uh, you know, one example I always like to share is, you know, um, with our Z9, some of the bench tests that I've performed with the Z9 and, and photo um, not only does it surpass our legacy 12 color Z3200, you know, that, that in itself came as a bit of a shocker to me. But I mean, we literally walk away from the competition's 11 and 12 color solution offerings. So that's crazy. Uh, I, I like to think that our offerings hit the sweet spot uh, right there between pricing, production speed, TCO, and most importantly, color fidelity. Uh, the the latter being real tremendous advantage for us. You know, you take adva- you take the Z9 and the Z6810, right? They they come with that native spectrophotometer we've been talking about on board. You know, it's right there in line and it's all automated. Uh, the color management capabilities that you know, in order for our competition to offer, it's got to be done through additional costs and kind of this hokey pseudo inline piecemeal type of an integration, whereas ours is wholly integrated. So. I, I think it's kind of ironic to think that a calibration tool necessary for the best color fidelity is, happens to be a secondary thought for those customers in the photo and fine art space with our competitors' products, right? Where that should be definitely be something that is top of mind and top customer checkbox. So, um, and to address that second part of your question there, Mindy, you know, the the added benefit of the spectrophotometer is not strictly in the color accuracy and consistency but it unlocks the creative options, right? And, you know, as, as creatives, we all like to explore new mediums, new media substrates that pair alongside with the visual art that is being created. Um, and so that's, that's what really kind of helps to set creatives apart. Um, ha- so having a printer that has the onboard ability to custom define a paper preset and just kind of, you know, that automatically creates an ICC profile <laughs> that you can define specific to the compatible media of their choice. It's an incredibly powerful enabling feature that I don't think gets spotlighted enough. Um, you know, it really gives the customer freedom to explore, experiment, and really get creative. Uh, it's, a, it's a feature that makes us stand out from the competition, which I think then in turn allows the customer to set themselves apart from those other artists that you know that they're up against. I 100% agree. Oh yeah, again, Han, I, I couldn't have said it any better. I mean, it is really a great piece of hardware bundled in the machine, like the other devices out there. And at the price of our printers, it feels like you're getting this spectrophotometer upgrade for free. What can it do is a huge value to what 
uh, you do as a color officiato. Absolutely. I mean, you both make it sound very easy to do. If I was new at this, is it really that easy for anyone to do? Or, you know, do you need to be a color guru to hit that Pantone color and manage that ICC color profile? And what if we change the role of media? Do we need a new color profile for that specific media? Oh, those are good questions. And you really don't need to have the college degree, you know, in managing the colors. Um, and this is the great thing on how HP made the design jet color system, because there's no need to be the guru. Uh, you just need to know where the features lay inside the machine, inside the software, and, and inside the drivers. We've developed steps that make it really easy once you've seen how it's done. And we have color control features sets that scales how much or how little you want to manage colors. Some people think it's good enough. That's all they need. Uh, some people need more or they're, if they're really into it, like they need a, uh, they'll use a RIP, which is the master of color management and the machines are compatible with it. Now, the ICC profiles that we embed in the machines are connected to each media type that the printer uses. So when you're building them, you can keep the factory ICC. You can create a new one. If you're not happy with it, you can go back to the factory defaults. You can embed those into your RIP if you wanted to. There's no need to make a new one every time you put a new roll of paper of the same type of paper. But if the paper does start to look a little feel, looks and feels a little different, I would recommend to make a new calibration and maybe a new ICC profile. It's just as you feel like you, as you need it. So we have embellished the printing experience with all the color features a push a person would ever want, like rendering intents inside the printer. You've got CMYK and RGB color spaces inside the drivers. Uh, and you have the ICC and paper profile management in the HP DesignJet utility. And we also work with the most common rips out there. And Mindy, I'm telling you, guys, there's just not enough time in a podcast to talk about and get into detail on in all the design jets and color features. And it sounds odd, but if you are really curious about it uh, and you're one of the color management gurus in your company or you're getting started and you want to know how it's done in a certain way, you can just go to our HP um, support page and download the DesignJet Z9 Plus user's guide if you're interested in that one or any of our Z-Line user's guide. All that information and color features are in there and how we use them. But even what's even better, a better way of doing it is to uh, talk to a local dealer or you, know, you can talk to one of our guys like him and we can schedule up a live demo and show off the machine for you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, Eddie and Hin, for sharing such great information today. Thank you to all of our listeners for tuning into today's podcast. Please join us for our next podcast where we'll, we will be diving into the technical design portfolio that is designed for our technical design customers. We will also be talking about HP's brand new line of T-Series and Studio Printer Series that were recently announced. We are super excited to tell you about them. HP announced a new, very affordable and carbon neutral series of printers. So this is very exciting news. This next episode will be a very special edition that you won't want to miss. Absolutely. If you're excited to learn more and you can't wait, please check out our virtual booth at hpvirtualbooth.com. Thank you. Take care. Stay healthy. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the HP Wide Format Print Lab with Eddie and Mindy. If you liked this segment and want to know more, please check out the HP Virtual Booth at hpvirtualbooth.com or please reach out to 1-877-215-7428. 
If you're interested in scheduling a live demo on an amazing DesignJet printer, please reach out to your local reseller or HP rep. Your new HP DesignJet printer awaits. Upgrade today and get up to $1,500 cash back with our HP Cash In and Trade Up promotion.